Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. And the first and last words out of your filthy sewers will be, sir. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, yes, sir. Bullshit, I can't hear you. Sound off like you got a pair. Sir, yes, sir. If you ladies leave my island, if you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are pukes. You are the lowest form of life on earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. I am hard, but I am fair. There is no racial bigotry here. I do not look down on niggers, kites, wops, or greasers. Here you are all equally worthless. And my orders are to weed out all non-hackers who do not pack the gear to serve in my beloved corps. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, yes, sir. Bullshit, I can't hear you. Sir, yes, sir. What's your name, scumbag? Sir, Private Brown, sir. Bullshit, from now on, you're Private Snowball. Do you like that name? Sir, yes, sir. Well, there's one thing that you won't like, Private Snowball. They don't serve fried chicken and watermelon on a daily basis in my mess hall. Sir, yes, sir. Is that you, John Wayne? Is this me? Who said that? Who the fuck said that? Who's the slimy little communist shit-twinkle-toed cocksucker down here who just signed his own death warrant? Nobody, huh? The very fucking godmother said it. I'm fucking standing. I will PT you all until you fucking die. I'll PT you until your assholes are sucking buttermilk. Was it you, you scroungy little fuck, huh? Sir, no, sir. You little piece of shit, you look like a fucking worm. I bet it was you. Sir, no, sir. Sir, I said it, sir. Well, no shit. What have we got here? A fucking comedian, private joker. I admire your honesty. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and fuck my sister. You little scumbag. I got your name. I got your ass. You will not laugh. You will not cry. You will learn by the numbers. I will teach you. Now get up. Get on your feet. You had best unfuck yourself or I will unscrew your head and shit down your neck. Sir, yes, sir. Private Joker, why did you join my beloved corps? Sir, to kill, sir. So you're a killer? Sir, yes, sir. Let me see your war face. Sir? You got a war face? Ah! That's a war face. Now let me see your war face. Ah! Bullshit. You didn't convince me. Let me see your real war face. Ah! You don't scare me. Work on it. Sir, yes, sir. What's your excuse? Sir, excuse for what, sir? I'm asking the fucking questions here, Private. Do you understand? Sir, yes, sir. Well, thank you very much. Can I be in charge for a while? Sir, yes, sir. Are you shook up? Are you nervous? Sir, I am, sir. Do I make you nervous? Sir. Sir, what? Are you about to call me an asshole? Sir, no, sir. How tall are you, Private? Sir, five foot nine, sir. Five foot nine. I didn't know they stacked shit that high. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? Sir, no, sir! Bullshit, it looks to me like the best part of you ran down to crack your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. I think you've been cheated. Where in hell are you from anyway, Private? Sir, Texas, sir! Holy dog shit, Texas, only steers and queers come from Texas, Private Cowboy. And you don't much look like a steer to me, so that kind of narrows it down. Do you suck dicks? 
Sir, no, sir! Are you a Peter Puffer? Sir, no, sir! I'll bet you're the kind of guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. I'll be watching you. Did your parents have any children that lived? Sir, yes, sir. I bet they regret that. You're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece. What's your name, fat body? Sir, Leonard Lawrence, sir. Lawrence, Lawrence, what, of Arabia? Sir, no, sir. That name sounds like royalty. Are you royalty? Sir, no, sir. Do you suck dicks? Sir, no, sir. Bullshit, I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Sir, no, sir. I don't like the name Lawrence. Only faggots and sailors are called Lawrence. From now on, you're Gomer Pyle. Sir, yes, sir. Do you think I'm cute, Private Pyle? Do you think I'm funny? Sir, no, sir. Then wipe that disgusting grin off your face. Sir, yes, sir. Well, any fucking time, sweetheart. Sir, I'm trying, sir. Private Pyle, I'm going to give you three seconds. Exactly three fucking seconds to wipe that stupid-looking grin off your face, or I will gouge out your eyeballs and skull-fuck you. One, two... Free! Sir, I can't help it, sir. Bullshit! Get on your knees, scumbag! Now choke yourself! God damn it, with my hand, I'm nuts! Don't pull my fucking hand over there! I said choke yourself! Now lean forward and choke yourself! Are you through grinning? Sir, yes, sir! Bullshit, I can't hear you! Sir, yes, sir. Bullshit, I still can't hear you. Sound off like you've got a pair. Sir, yes, sir. That's enough. Get on your feet. <sighs> Private Pyle, you had best square your ass away and start shitting me Tiffany cufflinks, or I will definitely fuck you up. Sir, yes, sir. Paris Island, South Carolina, the United States Marine Corps Recruit Depot. An eight-week college for the phony tough and the crazy brave. Mama and Papa were laying in bed. What's y'all ninjas up there? Aaron. Yeah. What you doing, boy? I'm on this call. You still oh, corona-free? Why you got a curse at me? Hey. What? Yeah, I'm still corona-free. Oh, good. Shane, you still corona-free? Yes, sir. You red as hell, though. Yeah, I was uh, playing with Roger, throwing him around and stuff. That wore you out? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we were playing. <laughs> and then I was up here rearranging this stuff, getting it all set up, so. Mm-mm. Mm -hmm. So, um, on, I'm trying to get this thing to fix use here. Okay. Um, yeah, so a couple things. Uh, we're on week, I don't know, two since the fucking uh, stay-at-home stay order started getting issued in Texas. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like I've, I've said before, me, John, Daniel, we all got deemed essential. So we still fucking shit ain't changed for us other than our chances of exposure have gone up. Yeah, uh, yeah right. <laughs> but I had a couple things that was interesting. Last week, um, the order didn't go in effect until Sunday. No, Monday night. Well, 
Monday at work, they told us, they're like, hey, tell all your staff they're going to get time and a half. That's what they're going to get paid. Well, okay. you can probably guess where this is going. Uh, apparently, the system that the county uses to pay people, it was made back in 2003. It's like this multi-million dollar system. And apparently, it can't handle uh, time and a half unless there's a reason. Like, it just can't do it. And as crazy as that sounds, you're like, figure it out. Figure out a way to make it work. The county just said, nope, we can't do it. I don't know why y'all passed that rule. We can't do it. And so the commissioners went back and they changed it. So they said, okay, well, instead of time and a half, we're just going to give everybody $6 an hour hazard pay. But they had to fight to get that $6. At first, they're going to say, all right, well, we'll just have everybody work like normal. And if they want to stay home without pay, they can stay home. And people are like, you're crazy. Like, People are going to want to stay home. We won't be able to function. They said, okay, all right, fine. We'll give them $3 an hour extra over what they normally get. And people, they're like, you've, you've lost your damn mind. And nobody's going to show up. So like, fine, we'll give them six. And so my, my staff, most of my staff, okay, so time and a half means you get, you get what you make, plus you get half of that. So let's say, for example, just to make it easy, if you make $10 an hour, instead on time and a half, you'll get $15 an hour, right? Pretty simple. So most of my staff makes from anywhere from 19 to 22 dollars an hour okay so they would be making 30 dollars an hour but instead because of this they're only going to get like 25 or 26. so uh it's, it's it's a good chunk of change that they're missing out on because of this because of a fuck up um but there's nothing we can do we're on board with it so i told everybody time and a half it's like no just six dollars to pay and like with the email they sent they sent it like at, i tried to wait so staff could talk to me. They didn't send the email out to like five o'clock. So I was already gone. Like I waited for 30, 45 minutes. Extra what I was supposed to. I was supposed to leave at four. I stayed there till 445, waiting for that damn email. And I was like, all right, they're not gonna send it today. And as soon as I left, my my guy, he's like, as soon as you like you you were gone, like right before we closed, the fucking email went out, like all the staff were in my office wanting to know what the hell's going on. Like Shane just said, we're getting time and a half. What? Oh, it's how convenient. He just left right when all this shit was happening. Isn't that nice? How like, convenient. How convenient, yeah. So, um, uh, and what else? Oh, and then uh, we've got our first. So we had a judge that caught it, and I think he pulled out of it. I think he was really sick for a while, but I think he's gotten better. But now there's one of the staff, not, not in my building, in another satellite office, so not anywhere near me, but one of the staff that works for us has caught it. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. So his his staff. Uh, I mean, that works for the department. In your office. No, they're not in my office. They just not work for the building. Department. It's like, you know how you get Walmart has home office. Mm-hmm. Like I work in home office, but, you know, how Walmart has a bunch of different stores. This person basically works at a different building, like one of the oh. old buildings I used to work at. Well, so, shut down and clean it. Yeah. Some bullshit. So, yeah, no, they shut it down. Nobody's getting in. Nobody's getting out. Um, everybody's getting a paid day off tomorrow unless they want to come to another unit. But no, they're not going to let them go anywhere because they don't know who all has been infected. So they all get to stay at home. That's 20-some-odd people gone just off the board. There's quite a few people that are demanding hazard pay. And I was uh, sitting at uh, Jamie's parents' house when they were talking about that, and they're like, they don't deserve hazard pay. And the way they were talking was like they were very – condescending and i was trying to okay. i was trying to counter that with i was trying well one's one second john i was trying to counter that with well i mean you got people like cashiers that are 
touching money and touching items that all kinds of other people have touched, that would be hazardous. And they were trying to talk about how, you know, nurses and hospital personnel and people that work at hazardous jobs like oil and gas uh, fracking and, and drilling, they're, they're not asking for extra pay and they're, they're putting their, their necks on the line for their jobs. And, and I'm just like, that's, that's not the same. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're not in the old rig. You're not in the, you're not in the middle of the community. So you don't have no, anything. No, about I, mean, so, I mean, like people that work in a plant or, you, you know, there's still some dangerous scenarios, but the problem is, is that there, there's a definition of hazard that these people are talking about where, you know, I'm at risk of losing a body part or eyesight or maybe even my life. You know, that's, that's a risk. That's a hazard. Yes. But these people that are working in customer service jobs, they have a totally different hazard where you could potentially catch a COVID disease or, or illness rather. And that illness can give you a fever high enough to give you brain trauma and you end up in a coma. And that hazard wasn't there before. So the hazard is there now. And so you have a hazard just because your hazard isn't equal to the hazard that other people are facing doesn't mean it's less of a hazard. You still have a hazard. <laughs> it's it's a it's a comparative logic that that's kind of faulty. And I'm I'm just sitting there like, all right, whatever. You people are old. You're not going to change your mind. <laughs> that was that was our parents saying that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> they they the all powerful Trump too. <laughs> well. It's it's just a totally different way of thinking. They're you know they're thinking they don't deserve hazard pay, and I'm like, right, if you feel that way, then I mean that's your opinion, but you know I still think it's wrong because you know people that work in 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 industries where they're touching a bunch of stuff that other people have touched, they're exposing themselves to hundreds of people a day. That's a hazard. But well, and then the whole idea is like, how, how how are these people deciding who deserves what? Uh, well, like I said, it's the comparative logic. You got people in the healthcare industry and other uh, hard labor industries that are dangerous, and they're not asking for a hazard pay. And it's like, okay, I understand that they're not asking for it, but and I, I try to say, well, it's the same uh, concept with the military. You, you know what you signed up for. You you jumped into it for the right reason. Money's not the issue. And and some of those professionals, you know, they make fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Doctors make over a hundred thousand for sure. So they're of course they're not asking for hazard pay. They don't are need it. <laughs> Are you are you are you um are not arguing but you're talking to them right you're you're explaining your well, side I was, to you. I was just trying to offer some counterpoints to that comment. And I, they well, were, overall, they <laughs> how, how'd that go? Did, did they shut it down? Or did they just like they, well, they just weren't trying what? to hear me. No, they just weren't trying to hear me. I'm like okay, okay. all right. You agree disagree? You. you know. Now Does Jamie what? drink the Kool Aid too? Uh. She's a lot like them, yeah. <laughs> She's drinking Kool-Aid. So, <laughs> so let's say Robert Bibbins, then Shane, works in the oil field, correct? Yeah. So he does he deserve hazard pay for during this process? Uh it depends, really. I mean, from what I understand well, I about the oil field, isolated. They're not they're not out in the public. Yeah, well, but, no, he, but, he but their jobs their jobs, John, are dangerous already. I think they already get a hazard pay incentive. So, but they don't well, deserve a little bit more for working during this pandemic. I mean, most of them make good money, but I don't think so because they're not exposed to the public. They're they're out on a rig. It's isolated. Well, what I'm saying is, is that their job is dangerous. Shane, are you working right now? No, no you're playing, playing, uh, playing the game. Playing dig dug. <laughs> and you, he gives me all that grief, John. He gave me all that grief for doing something <laughs> else during the recording. 
<laughs> he gave me all that grief, and now what's he doing? Oh, it's, it's okay when Shane does it. It's always okay when Shane does it, because it's Shane's idea, and it's Shane's show. <laughs> it's Dig Dug. It's Dig Dug. It's not that fucking big of a deal. It's just a little fucking... Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Sure. So, so her friends believe, if let's say I was a doctor, man, this is dangerous. Shane's going to look at me and go, well, John, you're a doctor. You signed up to be a doctor. Of course you're going to be right in the thick of it, you know? Yeah, you know? I mean, doctors, yeah, nurses and all the other staff, though, they need to get hazard pay during this because they're going to yeah. be the first ones to get sick. Yeah. Well, what they were commenting was is that, well, they're not asking for it. It's like, okay, they, I know they're not asking for it. That's not on their mind right now. What's on their mind is supplies and, and you know, equipment and beds. They're not caring about money right now. And it's like, well, they're not asking for – that's not the point. You're, you're focusing on the wrong issue here. <laughs> so, all, so all Jay's parents are thinking was they, that money? The other thing about is money? Well, that's, that was their in, – in that moment – that was their um, that was their comments. Not, and I was not, I was just trying to offer the counter to it, and I'm like, no, they're not listening to me, so I'm just not going to talk about it. Well, I mean, but what was your counter? Just what, what you just said? Oh, well, it's dangerous. I mean, uh, I said, well, those those people that are asking for it, it, it is dangerous because you got folks that that work cashiers and registers. When I was working at the movie theater, man, on on busy days, we'd have six thousand people come through that door in one day. Six thousand. So if if I'm working at a movie theater and those are still open, and this is hypothetical here, and I'm working a register, I could potentially come into contact with a thousand people on my own. And that money is disgusting. They touch everything. You know how hard it would be to disinfect. You literally have to exchange items between yourself and that person. Yeah. So if whatever whatever they've touched, you've now got it. And so, yeah, I think that's a hazard. I think that's risky. And it was just like, no, we don't, we don't want to hear your logic. Might have put that money in their bras and it's all sweaty and shit. Yeah. Uh, I know. yeah. Uh, well, thankfully, the COVID doesn't transfer through sweat. Thankfully. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a ghastly thought. Yeah. I saw a guy the other day. I was in the bathroom. This guy walked in. I, I shit you not. He had a... Um, he had a brawny paper towel stapled with some rubber bands on it. So, it, you know, like a face mask. Plus, he was wearing swimming goggles. Um, then he had, like, his hoodie over his head. And then he had blue gloves on, took a piss, then washed his hands with the gloves on still. So he washed the gloves. The no, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Promise you. Sanitize with hand sanitizer. Uh, soap or, or alcohol solution, but you don't wash them. Yeah, but he did though. He washed his hands with gloves on, and yeah, that was a uh, that was that. So some people think they know what the fuck they're doing, and they really don't. Hot, hot. Okay, this this is what I see a lot, Shane. Yeah, like the barber. Right here, right, right here, Shane. Right here, right here. What's that gonna do? What's that I, gonna I, do? I see a lot of this, Shane. A lot of this. What's that gonna do? Just doing the Batman? You just fucking Batman now? People, people, wearing Batman. people wearing scarves and you know, cover, just cover the mouth, just cover like this. Can you help me, sir? Can your hands are gonna get everywhere. I don't think people understand how fucking diseases are transmitted. I don't think they care. Walk like this. Just walk like this. Well, obviously they care if they're taking their fucking hats off their head and putting it over their face. 
No, I, I mean, they don't care to be informed. They don't care to, to know, you know, uh, more. <laughs> Nothing to get through Bronny Paper Towel. You don't know how many times, you know how many <laughs> Bronny, I don't know who put this out there, but the Bronny Paper Towel and the and the staples and the rubber bands. I've seen so many of those, it's not even funny no more. Like, is that even effective? And how's the virus transmitted? Uh, through droplets uh, that you cough up or sneeze. But can it, uh, once you sneeze, can it stay on a service and remain there? Yeah, I think it's got a shelf life of like 24 hours. So the brawny really is more for you not to infect other people. The, all PPE is meant to protect you from, from anything outside of your body. So if you're wearing PPE, one, if you're contagious, you will contain it if your PPE is effective. Two, if you don't have it, then you won't get it if your PPE is effective. So if you have liable stuff and you're not just trying to jerry-rig some crap you got in your living room, then you'll be all right. If what? Yeah, but Brody's not going to be able to keep drop it. It's the quicker picker-upper, Shane. <laughs> Let me see. Let's see what the almighty Google says. It's just, you know, once people well, walk in the so, just... so face masks that they design now are meant to be reused. Like you can take old face masks, sanitize them or bleach them even, and hang them out to dry and still use them again. Okay. You can technically sanitize them that way. But people have just been discarding them because there was no need to conserve them. Now you can do that. With paper towels, they're not meant to, to, to last. You're, they're meant to be discarded. So if you're trying to wear one around your face, the longer you wear it, the more the more it degrades and the less protection it offers anybody, <laughs> including you, the person wearing it. So if you're spitting on it, and let's, let's say you're 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 congested, and it's not even COVID, you're just congested because you got allergies. You're you're breathing through your mouth. Your mouth is humid. So the more you breathe through your mouth into that paper towel, it's going to get moist. The more moist it gets. The more thin it's gonna get. So, I, so I'll be more effective just wearing my damn Power Ranger helmet, walking around with it. If, if we're doing that, just wear, wear a cloth Power around you. John, you could wear an old T-shirt and wrap it around your face. I got this old shamag uh, that I I got overseas in Afghanistan. Um, I wear it. I mean, I, I can wear that and be just fine. But then you know people will start looking at me suspiciously because it's uh, associated with you know criminals and terrorists and stuff. Oh, you're fine. Fine. If I were, I mean, yeah, you said the fine. same thing when we went to go watch G.I. Joe, and they're like, hey, you got to take those off. <laughs> oh, fine. All right. So, Dr. Sohali Gandhi, president of Ontario Medical Association, says uh, they ask him, will a homemade mask effective in pro protecting against COVID 19? He says they don't really work. They don't have the ability to filter the virus particle because the virus particles are very, very small. And most homemade fabrics simply don't have the ability to fil filter them. If it's so cloth, if you've got something really thick, then you should be okay. But I'm not talking like you can take a sock and wrap it around your face. You need like a couple of layers of something. So that, that shamag I, keep, I, I mentioned, I can wrap that around my face a few times and tie it off and I'll be okay. But it's only good for that one time. You wear it that one day. You got to take that bitch off and wash it right away. Uh, you have to take it off, and you still can't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would have some benefit, but very minor benefit. So, anyways. Like I've been telling people, if it makes you feel comfortable, 
going like this or going Batman or cover your mouth or wrapping your right face. If it makes you feel comfortable enough, you know, I guess, but... A 2013 UK study that looked at masks made from cotton T-shirts found that the homemade masks were not effective for protection in the flu pandemic. The researchers concluded that homemade masks should only be considered as a last resort to prevent droplet transmission from infected individuals, but were better than no protection. So they are a little bit better, but... You very regular masks, but I'm just saying, if you, if you need to, to use homemade cloth, then make sure it's thick. Make sure it's wrapped up heavily. Just get in a hazmat suit, mop gear, fully deck out. Just load up. I'm just get stuck off. to wear. It sucks. Get up. Get up. Not, get up. It won't protect you, but God, man, staying in that stuff is uncomfortable. Get a can of oxygen and run it through the mask and just breathe through that little tube. No, that's not it, man. It gets hot. It's so hot in those things. You're going to sweat and you're going to smell your own sweat. And if you got to pee, you're going to pee in that thing. It's going to smell like sweat and pee. It's, it's just awful. <laughs> that's why you got to turn that. that you sent me? The guy, the, the Indian beating the people for being out. Is that really true? Oh, in India? Yeah, they're telling them to get the fucking ass in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can hear Daniel smiling. Like, that's why you do it. Get out there and fucking start beating people. I was talking doing? to a friend about that. I think I, they, they were beating them if they were if they were grouped up, and they were beating them if they didn't have masks on. Yeah, they were whacking the crap out of them, dude. Did you see them? Spanking them. Got, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that crap hurt. Sitting <laughs> there jumping in their spot. Ow! Ow! <laughs> All you need is one cop shade, do it Negan style with a bat. What are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. no, they'll, but they'll like, uh, and in, in, in over there in India, like, I think there was this woman, um, she had claimed rape or something like that. And they were doing that shit with sticks just out in the middle of the street. Like, guys were just coming up to her and just whipping her. It's right in the middle of fucking everybody, you know? Hey, man. That's just how they do it over there. They're into that physical punishment. But you notice it wasn't too effective. Those guys were just like, ah, ah, and then they just drove off. Let <laughs> <laughs> they're used to it? Okay, it caused, right. caused a mild discomfort, but it didn't fucking stop the behavior, you know? But the guy, well, he didn't go like, he went. Yeah. <laughs> I would beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I like the one at the very end where he, dro he throws it. He's like, fuck it. He just throws it. Out. <laughs> I can't reach you, but I'm throwing it, bitch. <laughs> Turn up and hit one of the guy. Hit the guy on the back. He's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even even now, Shane, in Florida, I'm sorry I keep picking on Florida. I'm sorry. No, Florida, Florida, Florida is like the epicenter of all weird news. It all happens down in Florida. And and, I, and one of Celia's cousins lives down there, and I hate picking on her. And I keep saying, what's going on in Florida? You know, she gets mad. Like, why are you saying like that? Because it's duh down there. You have to do it what you want down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you just do everything you want. That like that one church, uh, that one preacher. Hey, shut it down. No, I'm gonna keep holding. I'm gonna keep holding it. Well, you gonna fix that, but no, I bought machines. We're good. But okay, well, keep keep holding. You know. Yeah, there's been people. I've caught a, a couple people I've talked to, like either at work or just over the phone about stuff. They were like, uh, "Oh, don't worry about me, honey. I got the blood of Jesus in me." And I'm like, "Yeah." I don't know if you actually do have the blood of Jesus in you. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know how that's going to battle COVID. <laughs> like, first of all, how did you get Jesus' blood? He didn't have any descendants. So where the fuck is this coming from? I'm, uh, I'm healing. 
Huh? Like when it's divine healing. Like when mom was waving her arms in the air, running she around the building. Her health went to shit. <laughs> you gotta go through the bad before you get to the good part. Yeah. It ain't better, boy. It ain't it's getting slow. No, she's she's losing her eyesight. Her kidneys are failing. Her spine's crumbling. Her hips worse. <laughs> she can't get rid of her headaches. She takes a a dump every two weeks. <laughs> I wonder if you put all. You didn't put all of her information out there, but now I know. <laughs> Prayer heals, boy. Prayer heals. Well, it, it's just that you know, it like our floor, our Florida is just that hard-headed, or they just don't care. It's just a, it's such a wild bonanza out down there, John. It, you know, it's just, drugs. I think is responsible for a lot of how they are. It's just a different world, man. You know, they got iguana. They got a, so bad of an iguana problem in Florida. They're starting to destroy buildings, the iguanas. Like they root, they they tunnel underneath buildings, and they're causing them to collapse. Oh, I mean, side note, real quick: Have you watched that Tiger King show yet? Oh, uh, I started it. Oh, I haven't gosh. finished it though. Uh, Aaron, have you seen this? Nope. That shit. Read, Shane, I'm I'm there with the show, Shane, with my jaw open before. Yeah. I'm so, like. What like is he those three like the the, the the king, then that one chick that's crazy as fuck, and the other guy, he seems somewhat crazy but sane at the same time. But I'm like, what the like? like I'm hold on, like what? Like what the hell, man? <laughs> so let me, let me let me break it down to you, Aaron. This it's a story about this guy. Uh, I read up, huh? I read all of. I know how. I know what it's about. All right, well, for our listeners, John's talking about a show on Netflix called Tiger King, and it's about this dude. He's a uh, He runs a private zoo up in Oklahoma. Huh? What? <laughs> I'm trying to fucking tell the story. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> he's fighting back. He's fighting. Love that so quickly, but go ahead now. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So it's about this guy who runs a private zoo up in Oklahoma, and he deals in it's exotic animals. It's tigers mostly. It's big cats. Uh, there's some there's some other animals, but it's mostly big cats and uh, big big ones. Predators, predatory cats like tigers, leopards, panthers, lions, tigers, tigons, ligers, all that all that shit. All the big ones. And uh, huh. Well, like Siberian tigers and and, and red tigers, and uh, anyways, he uh, it's not like what you would think of like a zoo, like a like a public zoo where there's like uniform staff, everything's kind of commercial. There's set exhibits. It's a guy and he's like super skinny, and all of his staff look like drug addicts, and their clothes are way too baggy, and they're like smoking cigarettes, and like you walk into the zoo, quote unquote, and it's animals in large cages. And uh, they're on display and stuff. And he's like, come take a picture with a tiger. And he's got like a really thick Louisiana accent. Like he's really strong. And he's gay. And he's married to like two different guys. And um, he just, he's really eccentric. He's, uh, he calls himself Joe Exotic. And he, um, he's got a lot of guns and firearms and uh, dynamite and shit. And I'll say it this way. Like they're interviewing him. And they're like, well, what do you say about the critics that, that you, sh- you shouldn't have tigers? And he's like, if they try to take my tigers, it's going to be a small Waco. Like, basically talking about David Koresh. Like, he's fucking going to go to war if somebody tries to take his, his tigers. 
Um, and then they interview other people that run exotic businesses. Like there's a guy in Florida who basically is the, I guess he was the inspiration for Tony Montana, the uh, Scarface gangster. Mm-hmm. He had he has a bunch of exotic animals and was connected to the uh, the drug cartel. And then you had um, you had this guy. His name's Doc Adel. Doc Abel. I can't remember, but he's like a real deal guy. But he runs the same business. He's weird as fuck. He's got like three wives, and uh, they all live with him. And he runs this kind of cult mentality in his compound where he's got exotic animals. But he's been like on. David Letterman and Tonight Show and all kinds of shit showing his animals. So um, it's just this really bizarre look into ex- private zoos and exotic animals. And um, I'm not all the way in, but there's one lady, Aaron. It's one of the Tiger Kings, one of uh, Joe Exotic's staff, was feeding the tigers and she sticks her arm through a cage. And the tiger grabs her arm and pulls the skin off of her bone. And she goes to the hospital and they're like, look, uh, it's going to take you about two years for us to fix your arm, or we can just cut it off. And she was like, just take it. Because she had to get back to work. So they cut her arm off. She, seven days, she's back on the fucking the zoo, back to work. And they said, when they interview her, she like lives in a fucking dump. Like she's in like a like somebody's trashy fucking yard. Like just surrounded by trash. It looks like something out of the trailer park, boys. Like yeah. it's like purposely made to look bad. Um, anyways, it's just, it's just basically white trash running the zoo. Like extreme white trash running the zoo. I didn't think about that part of the show, and that just you know reinforces the whole thing about uh, drugs being involved. Well, they're also skinny and gaunt. They all have those high cheek, you know, that gaunt, sunken face. So I assume meth. And they work like 12, 14 hours a day. They don't stop. So I just have to think they're using meth just to get through. There's a lot of uh, talk about animal cruelty being thrown around with the. That zoo, Joe Exotic Zoo, and um, I'm sure you guys know about his his criminal case where he tried to hire a hitman, but it was actually an undercover FBI agent, so they locked him in prison. Yeah, I don't know all the details. I haven't got that far into the show, but here's the here's the problem: the lady that's out to get him, she also runs a fucking private zoo, but she calls it a shelter. Exactly, it's the but, same fucking exactly. thing. Yeah, it's, it's a just zoo. no. This is a sanctuary. It, it, where I rehabilitate uh, big cats and all it's the other bullshit. And there's a lot of talk about her killing her husband, too. So The I, only I difference don't between her and him is that he's white trash and has a shit ton of guns, and she's this nice old little white lady that's, you know, no, like a hippie. No, I'll nice my ass. I can tell well, you. Uh, so I'll tell staff, all of her staff are volunteers, so she's kind of a bitch. But I'm saying she comes across as nice. She goes to Congress, she's out to find. She's out to like you know get all everybody. That guy because she's got volunteers on her staff. Yeah, she doesn't pay her people. But Joe, Joe uh, Exotic and the rest of the guys, they only pay their people like a hundred dollars a week. So they're getting shit pay. I mean, they're feeding them and everything, but they ain't making no fucking money. Yeah, he yeah, was man. talking about. The, the, the food he got for his his tigers and lions that they were donated from like from like uh uh what do you call them Shane um game wars that find dead deer that hit by cars or cows that got let that died in the feeders they got donated to them and yeah the the feedlots, the feedlots are donating them sick cows and they're cutting them up and harvesting them and throwing them to the tigers apparently they said they need. How many cows did they see? 30 a day or something like that? Something ridiculous. Yeah, he's like five or six a day, but if yeah. he fed them nothing but cattle, he need 30 cows a day to feed yeah. them all. 
He's got like 200-something Tigers there. Uh, 277, I think he said. Yeah, and there ain't no, they ain't no joke, man. These are like ferocious beasts that are just living there. There's more, but in these exotic zoos, there's more uh, tigers in captivity in the United States than there are in the rest of the world, like in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. There's more cages than there that's, are in the wild. That's, that's the crazy part. Now, on the, on the other hand, at least the tigers are alive, and at least we got them, and we can see them, right? I mean... If they're out in the wild, they've got to deal with losing their habitats and poachers and, you know, just it's dangerous out there. But at but least in the case, they're alive, you know. If you're that one crazy woman, but that's not a tiger's life. That's not what they're meant to be. They're meant to be in the wild. They need 400, 400 miles of space and other bull crap. And, speaking, you know, of, uh, speaking of getting rid of excess animals, we, uh, we cleaned house. <laughs> Cleaned up. I wasn't gonna get there. We cleaned up, man. I was, uh, I was. I was gonna bring that up, man. How are y'all handling that? You so, killed. for everybody, all the people that's checking in, a couple things happened. Uh, well, let me start at the beginning. First of all, Sarah's a psychopath when it comes to animals. She loves animals. She got way too many. At one point, we had seven creatures living with us. We had a bunny rabbit. We had three cats, three chihuahuas, and one big dog. Way too many okay. animals. Way too many pets. Cleanup was a mess. Basically, we're running our own little mini zoo down there. Um, all right, so Roger comes along. When we get Roger, it's like, okay, we've got to change things drastically because we don't want him crawling into dog pee or cat poop or dog poop or any of that kind of stuff. This so, is coming from the guy who lets his son run into the bathroom while he's peeing and grab at his feet. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, so let me let me continue the fucking story, Aaron. Can I finish the fucking tale? <laughs> All right. So, um, anyways, we had to, we had to clean. So we cleaned the house like big time. We had a professional. We had this Russian lady come in and fucking clean the house, top to bottom. And after that, we're like, okay, the dogs only come out certain times a day. The rest of the time, we're gonna have them in cages. Big. They're little dogs, so they're in very big cages for little dogs. We put them in cages meant for really big dogs, so they've got more than enough room to to move around. It's not like they're just stuck in a little box. Um, and then we let them yeah. out times a day <laughs> and then, um, you know, it just, it's just building up. And Sarah was like between taking care of Roger and trying to keep the house clean from the animals and all that stuff. It was just getting, it was exhausting. And so, uh, with Riker, she was just like, oh, I'm done. I'm over it. I want him gone. Well, one of the cats started like urinating on furniture. So we had to throw out all of our old furniture because the cat urinated on. And you can't, once a cat pisses on, on cloth or fabric, you can't get That's it out. It. It's, it. it's done. So we threw all the furniture away, and um, and then we got rid of the cat, too. So, bye, cat. <laughs> Which cat? Uh, Heidi. The little white one. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> gone. Just like that, Aaron. Gone. Like, one day. Well, you got rid of it, you mean you gave somebody, you put it down. We, we don't know what happened. We took it to the shelter, dropped it off, never heard, seen from, thought of again. That cat's gone. Okay. Get up to the shelter, dropped it off to the shelter, back home. Okay. You, had, you, had, you had a good run, Heidi. All right. So that was about three months ago, three or four months ago. And, you know, Sarah's just, anytime the dogs are coming, they lift up their leg, and, and Pistol was getting old. And um, he couldn't really hear very well. And so, like, you yell at him not to mark it. He couldn't hear you, so he just mark. And so he's pissing on Roger's toys. So that was cleaner. And uh, 
cleaning, constantly cleaning after these dogs. And uh, Cody got sick, and he started getting diarrhea, and he was diarrhea like everywhere. Oh man! And, and Sarah's like, "I'm fed up. I can't do with it anymore. I'm not, I can't handle this." So Friday, she sent me a text. The dogs are gone. I made a decision. They're done. We're we're not doing the dogs anymore. So I'm like, "What are you gonna do?" She's like, "I'm gonna put down. I've already made the decision." I was like, "Okay." Um, you know, I think they still got a couple years left. I mean, they're old. We've had them for 15 years, but you know, I'll wait until John gets back. Well, it makes sense that you would want to put Pistol down at 15, but I know Cody is not 15. Yeah, he's 14. What? Oh, no, he's got to be younger than that. No. Well, actually, Pistol's more like 16, and Cody's 14. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you know what? Now that, I, now that I think about it, that's a that's a good age to put a dog down. You know, at first I was mistake was like, man, they must have been like ten or twelve years old. Well, no, they're more like fifteen years old, and for dogs, that's old. Yeah, they're in their seventies, uh, dog years, and they've had a good life. I mean, everything they've wanted. Well, uh, you know, it's just it's just it's just so much hassle, and, and you know, we just we had adapted our behavior to them because they pissed on everything, so we always kept everything off the floor. You know, I never put our shoes on the floor, <laughs> never put our bags on the floor. Like everything was always picked up because I'd run over there and piss on it. And, um, you know, even in the bed, sometimes, uh, you know, in their old mattress, like Pistol jump up there if the covers were bunched up into a little mound, he'd stand up there and piss on them. Mom invited a friend over one time and the friend was sitting on the bed. Pistol jumped on the bed and pissed on that girl's arm. Just, just peed on it. <laughs> everybody saw it happen. And what can you do? You know, the dog pissed on you. There's nothing we can do about it. So, you know. Um, anyway, so she tells me that she says, I'm done. The dogs, it's over. We're getting rid of them. That's it. So yesterday or uh, Saturday, we went down to see my mom and I was like, Hey, uh, don't you want to go to the shelter? And she's like, no, the appointment's not until one. And I'm like, Oh, you don't want to be there with them? She's like, no, I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't be there with them. When it happens, I'm not going to go. So I'm like, okay. So she, oh, she got, man. Oh, blooded. she got, um, she got her parents I to take told Dale. I, well, I told Dale that was going to happen. I told so Daniel. Here's the thing. We got, we got one of those doorbells on there that has a camera. So, like, you can see the dogs being walked off, and they're like, that's, that's it. That, they ain't coming back. And uh, so we're sitting at mom's, and, she, and I hear the alarm go off. I'm like, Sarah, don't pull up your phone. And she's like, I'm like, don't pull it up. And sure enough, she pulls it up, and you can see them getting hauled off. <laughs> and... Uh, they get to the shelter, and I guess the shelter. So it's gonna it's gonna cost fifty dollars a piece to put them down. So I'm thinking, God, you know, I could have done this for way cheaper, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and so they get to the shelter, and they're like, "All right, so fifty bucks." But if you want to, if they're healthy enough, we can tr we can hold them and, and try to see if we can uh, find a home for them, adopt them out, and then um, you know, and then we won't charge you anything. You won't, you want to pay for it. But if they're not healthy, then we'll put them down for you. And Sarah was like. She was like, I want to I want to put down. I want to be done with this. And I said, Sarah, they could still have a couple years left. Let them have at least a chance. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. Let them have a chance. So she changed her mind and she's like, OK, we'll do it that way. And so uh, that's what they said. And we don't know what's happened after that. We don't know if they're still out there or if that was game over, but they're gone <laughs> they're here no more. That's it. That's a wrap. Well, 15 years. At least you were willing to give them a chance. I mean, that's that's what I think is the key here. Instead of. Because most people won't put an animal down unless that animal is suffering. If, right. if they have a medical condition, uh, if, if they're just not, you know, what they used to be, they're always right. in pain, 
whatever. To just put them down when just because they're old, that seems a little ruthless. But they'll get. But they're not far away from that. Like I said, Cody was diarrheaing all over the place. You don't know what that means. Pistol was having a hard time breathing, was hacking, and like he could still get around pretty good, but he couldn't really see very well and he couldn't hear very so, well. So what's let's, that? Let's draw a parallel here. Let's draw a parallel here real quick. Somebody's got cancer. They got two years to live. What you're basically saying here is you're just going to give them one. <laughs> There's a big difference between a human being and a dog, Aaron. I'm just drawing not, a parallel. Not for some people, Shane. <laughs> not for some people, Shane. There's a big difference. Some people I mean, like that. That dog is I'll just like I'll my just sister and brother. Very similar conditions that you've got going on. So dogs, dogs ain't people; they're just pets. The only reason why people put dogs in a higher pedestal is because the uh, the pet food industry back in the '30s like wanted to ramp up their production and make a lot of money, so they started making animals feel more like people, so they can make money. Uh, we got. I think I've talked about it before. Our friend. She is just a big animal lover, and we can't have a dog because it's either get rid of her and get a dog, or get or some one or the other. Because if we got a dog, we just said no. Dogs are outside. How do you want to be outside under ten degree weather? Do you do you want let, let me lock you outside in a little house? I'm like they're like all right. Well, you need to calm. You need to calm down. I, I told him that one. I told him about our friend Wade. He raises hog dogs. Oh, yep. he, raises the, he raises the best hog dogs. That is just the cruelest thing I've ever heard in my life. You tell me he gets his dogs out. To, you know, like, yeah, because they're dogs and he trains them and he loves them to death, but they're trained for something, dude, like a tool. Yeah. Like, it's, they're yeah. like a tool to they're him. Like a team, too. Yeah, and he's just, oh, she's, she lost her damn wig. I'm like, I don't, I told her, like, no, no dog. I can't take so it. I, I, see, I see what she's coming from. With, with animals, they don't have a choice. You, you are responsible for everything that they do. For all their living situations, their food, their health, that is ultimately your responsibility when they're your pet. Now, you yep. can do with your people what you want. That's I'm not saying you can't. But yep. there's some things. Historically, Go ahead. Historically, dogs didn't come in the house. That's kind of like a new thing. Like for most of human history, dogs didn't come inside. They stayed out. Like you might have some in the, uh, like in the throne room in the castle, like picking up the scraps. But maybe the hunting dogs or something like that to keep them well fed. It's kind of fucked up. You know, you're a peasant digging in the dirt all day, fucking poor as shit, and the dogs are eating better than you, the fucking king's dogs. But oh yeah, I digress. Uh, for most <laughs> most, of, most of the the companionship between humans and dogs, it's been outside. It's only a recent development that we brought them indoors. And really, originally, the, the thinking behind it was, you know, they're, they're guard dogs, protecting valuables. They weren't meant to come inside to be your lap buddy, to, you know, just hang out and be a friend. So, yeah, right. People have gone way dog shows and like, I, I've known people. Shows. I've known people that watch those fucking. So they'll watch. A, so let's say you got two videos, one or two commercials. One commercial is this fucking starving kid in Africa. He's got a big old swollen belly. He's living in shit. He's surrounded by trash. He's got like a stick to play with, and he's poking trash with a stick. And that's all he's got. And he's looking at the camera, and they're playing some kind of sad ass music, like a dollar a day. You can feed this family for the rest of his life. You know, it got immunizations he'll go to school he'll get a good education just for a dollar a day and some people look at that and they'll just flip the fucking channel but when they show that video of that dog in the cage looking at the camera just going like oh. Oh. <laughs> fucking start crying and shit like, oh, that poor dog. That poor do, that dog. do that one more time <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I mean, fuck, man, it's just a fucking animal, you know. Yeah, but the, the, oh. it's, it's about it's about being more humane. I believe. I believe it's about being more compassionate to their situation because, like I said, animals don't have a choice on what what their life direction is like. Uh, uh, they, they do. They can they can bite your ass. I mean, they can fucking yeah. fight. They don't want you to take it to a no okay. kill shelter. With a freaking gun in the brain and kill them. <laughs> they, yep. they don't want you to take it to a no kill. The no kill shelter. That's what they don't uh, want you to do. Uh, uh, it's, they, either, they either found a family or they're gone. It's one or the other. And we don't know and we'll never know. Uh, Man, I really wish that y'all would have taken like some pictures of them before so that you could capture I the fear. I took a couple of pictures of them. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Originally, they were going to give us like a little. They were going to give us a little plaque with their footprints, like for like a little remembrance thing. That's kind of, <laughs> that's what they planned for. But since we took the option of they could adopt out, they didn't give us anything. They're like, okay, well, you know, that's it. You're done. You surrendered the animal. We take it from there. Uh, but but apparently, this was a package deal. Not only did the dogs have to go, the rabbit had to go too. And. Oh. Uh, and we we found somebody to get him, and he's happy. He's in a chicken coop now. He's outside, and he's living with the chickens. So he's so how doing. How many animals do you have left in the house? So we're down to four now: two cats and two dogs. Casey, <laughs> Casey, who her her child and her uh, her lover, they're gone. Like it's just Casey now, and uh, <laughs> she don't know who they fucking are. She doesn't know. It's just a damn dog, Aaron. They don't know shit. We're you're humanizing it. It's not no, really. No, no, no. there there are legitimately documented cases where dogs will will die of grief because somebody that they've bonded with over a long period of time has left them. Dogs yeah. have emotional depth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's different circumstances. They could already have been sick or have underlying health issues. It's just different, boy. Anyways, Casey's fine. She's happy. She don't have to sleep. She don't have to sleep in a cage anymore. She sleeps in the bed with us now. Casey's good to go. So she gets a good laugh now. Uh, obviously, we can tell which one was your favorite. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's she doesn't pee on things. She goes outside. You think, you think she, she thinks she's watching leave going, told you not to do that. Yeah. I don't, think she, <laughs> told you. I don't even think she knew. Because they were, they were starting to get another thing that was per bringing this on. Because Pistol's health was starting to fail, Cody was asserting his dominance. So Cody was going to try to be leader of the pack. So whenever food came out, like Cody went for the throat, like he drove, he drew blood a couple times on pistol, like oh, trying shit. to say, "I run this thing." You know, so. it, I I remember the first time we met Pistol. Me and Dan came home from somewhere. We came from from eating or something. We came home. We saw the kennel, a small kennel on the floor. We didn't know what it was. We just read <laughs> the top. Don't touch Pistol Pete. I remember looking at Daniel. What the fuck's a Pistol Pete? And all of a sudden. <laughs> Like, what the, the fucking dog in there? Yeah. <laughs> a little chihuahua you can hold in your hand. A little toy chihuahua. And that was the best experience ever. Me and they just laughed our asses off like, what the fuck's a pistol pee? <laughs> and that's where the dog just started barking, man. It was funny as hell. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Sarah got that dog. The reason why it's a big deal for pistols, that was a gift from her father, her, her, real, her real, her biological father, and he passed away. And it's kind of like the only lasting thing that she had from him. And, uh, and now it's gone. So there you go. But it's it's not, gone. She got rid of it. She, she got rid of it. Yeah. The, well, you got kids, man. Kids first. You could have <laughs> went the other route and just have them like 
Well, no, you're not gonna have them stuffed. You can have them stuffed and like, yeah, posing, some... like over a mountain, like posing, like he's looking up for you know. Yeah, there's some people that do that. I, I don't, but man, I ain't in it for that much money. Just, just we got Facebook <laughs> pictures, we got some videos, we've got memories. That's all we need. Oh my god! I wait for I wait for some time to pass, and then somebody will make fun of you, like putting pistol and Cody in a picture. Like walking towards heaven or something, you know. That's just like that's just shit like Dale would do or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Had you, no, have God I'm, I'm in Daniel to the punch on that one. I'm gonna beat him to the punch. Sarah still hasn't gotten over it. She's still kind of upset about it. She's had a bummer. Yeah, you know I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to rub salt in the wound, but God dang, man, this is this is what you chose to do. <laughs> oh man, it's on the other hand, you know, you get those some dogs where they can't even walk anymore. They're so sick. And old, you have to take them outside to pee. You have to literally pick them up and take them out there. So at least we did it before that happened, before they got to that point, you know? Yeah, I just, like you said, man, they still had some more time left. <laughs> yeah. well, they're gone now, boy. Not my problem anymore. You know, you know what? I don't I don't blame you, because like you said, they, they were making your life more difficult. And yeah. in the end, you're right. No, already, gone. already, I'm leaving shit on the floor, and I don't give a fuck anymore. It's like, oh, who cares? Nobody's going to piss on it now. <laughs> and I left my shoes on the floor, uh, my bag on the floor. I don't have to clean the rabbit cage anymore. That was a it weekly chore. That, that much of an inconvenience? God. <laughs> yeah, man, pets suck. You can't just have a pet. Like, well, okay, you could do it the way John said to do it. Just throw it in the backyard and you're fine. Like, that works. But if you're not doing it that and you got them in the house, no. It ain't worth it, man. For, for us, yeah, it's just, just like... It, it, I mean, it bit you hard. Like, like... She's her good friend, and I'm like, I don't feel like fighting with her every time she comes over. JP, she's hot, or she's too cold. You're overfeeding her. You're underfeeding her. Uh, hey, did you go to the vet yet? Yeah, have you done this with her? Hey, you train her to do this or that? Do you walk her every day? Do you, you know, I ain't got time for all that shit, Shane. Yeah. I ain't got time for all that. Then why did you get it? Huh? Then why did you get the de the dog if you didn't want to do all those things? He didn't get it. He's saying he won't get it because of that. Oh, okay. I think you got it already. Look, because her dog is perfect. You know, it's not. She thinks her dog is fucking perfect. Her, uh, I forgot what it is. But, like, look at damn husky. But then she thinks that thing is perfect. Like, it's perfect. You wouldn't have hair all over your damn apartment, man. You know, everywhere. Everywhere in her apartment. Damn hair everywhere, man. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing, you know. We we had to buy that robot to clean up the floors because of all the damn dog hair everywhere. It got, hey, got was out the ass. I got two lint rollers in the truck, one at work. I got a fucking lint roller everywhere because of fucking hair. So you threw out all your furniture. What, oh, what are you doing so now? Hard. You got, you got so, yet? We got new furniture, but we moved everything into the front room. So now the bay windows, like I can't pull up porn in my living room or somebody in the street can fucking see it. So okay. there went that. Porn. So, uh, your life was so difficult because of those freaking dogs. <laughs> so, explain to me one more time. You, you can't you can't plug porn no more in your living room. Uh, all right. So before before the uh, before the cat started pissing, Sarah wanted to make that dining room area a playroom for Roger. So she's like, "Get the furniture out of here." So when we got back from our vacation, we had to move everything into the front room area. And clear out that space. So it's all Rogers now. Rogers got all this place to play. And uh, anyways. Moved it or both of you moved it? No, we, I mean, we, mostly me, but we both did it. Uh, 
<laughs> and we moved the furniture and we, we so then the cat started pissing it so we had to throw it out and um anyways we threw it out we got new furniture in there we got like a couch and a chair now we bought we got both of them off facebook marketplace we actually went back to the old days like how i used to get furniture like i used to just go find it like i never paid for furniture until i met sarah and so we got on Facebook Marketplace and we found something that was curb or pull it out of a dumpster or yeah, that's yeah. how it used to be. I don't. I mean, we didn't get these out of a dumpster, but this, they were they were used furniture. And anyways, um, we got Power that, room. and we moved everything into that front room. And so we got those big bay windows. Well, the blinds and some of those some of the windows are. Sarah doesn't like having the blinds closed. She wants them open, so you can't watch anything gross on there. People from the street can fucking see it. Because we've got that big-ass fucking 65-inch 4K TV sitting right there. So if you try to watch porn or something, on, people well, from the street can able to see it. <laughs> and especially if you walked up beside our house, we've got a big window right there. You can see right in and see the porn on the TV. So if you're at an angle or something, you just can't watch <laughs> porn there no more. Watch them like I'm closed. I like my windows closed. I don't want nobody looking in back. Sarah wants, oh, she, wants that, she wants that natural light in there. <laughs> In the back part of the house where all Roger shit is, we had those big porch windows open. We keep those open too. And then but you don't have to worry about anybody looking at your porn in that because it's your backyard. So you got fences. Wait, so there's wait, nobody wait, looking wait, at wait, your TV. Wait, wait. Have you watched porn in every room of your house? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, that's that. Oh, another big, another big beef and news story. Uh, as long as he finishes a, a, a lengthy treatment program, my dad's getting parole. He's getting out. So he's going to be a free man walking the streets. Uh, I think he said the program was either four weeks or four months. I can't remember. So, so what are they going to send him up at? Uh, at my place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how does Sarah take that you know she did the same thing she did for Aaron she gave him a contract these are the rules you have to follow if you're okay with that come on come on board so he's gonna have to go to uh, you know get mental health treatment get social security all that stuff set up it's kind of funny though when we were at my mom's this weekend my mom was like you need to get him on social security and Sarah was like yeah we're gonna have him do that she's like well, it's good because when he gets it, I'm gonna get my child support money. And then Sarah's like, "Well, your kids are grown, D." And she's like, "I know, but I'm still supposed to have that money." And Sarah's like, "But you know, you know, they're grown." And she's like, "Yeah, but I need it." So I don't know. It was just one of those awkward conversations where it's like, "Yep, just wait. mom, so just just mom. Okay, we'll take care of that." Yep, yep. <laughs> take care I, of that. You know, whatever. Uh, there's some things around the house that can help do this. So. He's she's not going to get that money though, right? <laughs> I would be surprised, maybe, but I would be very surprised if she actually got it. Well, if, if as soon as Dad starts to see that man, he's going to lose his mind. <laughs> well, I don't care. I mean, you know, she deserves it, but I don't know if that means she's going to get it. I don't know if that's how it works. I don't know enough about Social Security and child support and all that shit. But um. Yeah, so, and I think I think the way, like the Attorney General's office, I think they've got bigger fish to fry than somebody whose kids are grown. Like, they're dealing with dad, deadbeat dad's like in the in the middle of it. Not a deadbeat dad whose kids made it and, uh, you know, two-thirds of them went to college, you know. 
Um, so anyway, <laughs> what's? <laughs> I, I went to college. I got thirty thousand. Oh, I, I meant to say. I meant to say two thirds graduated college. That's what I meant. Oh yeah, but that's not. <laughs> Yeah, it'd have been it'd have been better if you said graduated, but yeah, I got you. So, uh, anyways, yeah, so that that's going to be things to look forward to. The joys, Jane, joys of every day. I mean, free free daycare, you know. I mean, so Sarah can get back to work. I, I don't know how I feel about him raising the boys, but you know, as long as he's not doing anything crazy. Already, you're already teaching him cuss words. Yeah, but he's not learning them. Like Roger, he knows uh, he knows a few words though. He can say sentences and stuff now. He likes uh, he likes Superman. Like that's his favorite thing right now. Anytime he sees the Superman stuff, he goes crazy. All Superman now. Yeah. So to the uh, day you break his dreams, you tell him how Superman's a legal alien, not a real American, and right. Then he sees that video. I showed him uh, the video of uh, him and uh, Shazam fighting Black Adam. He thought that was cool. And when, like, whenever one of them got hit, he'd go, "Oh no, is he okay?" Uh, yeah, he's okay. So. Did you see the? Did you uh, fuck? Did you see the um the trade the last movie they're gonna make for the DC anime yeah. series, the Dark Side War? Yeah, yeah. See how cool that looks. Yeah, it's gonna be good, boy. That's that's the battle that turns Dark Side into a baby, like in the comic books. After that battle, he, he comes back to being a child, and like, um. Baby Dark Side. Really? Yeah. In the comics. I don't know how it's gonna be in the cartoon. I actually read all the uh I read all the Dark Knight uh Dark Knight's metal books. The the man who laughs that oh, you crazy. You read them all? Yeah, I read them all. What have you found, so what have you found out about it? Uh so basically what happened is it's on an alternate universe and the Joker uh goes like on this killing rampage, he kills a lot of people, and so the Batman finally gets him in like in this last showdown. And the Joker's trying to push him over the edge, trying to get him to kill him. And uh, the Batman finally just snaps and loses it, and he kills the Joker. Well, when he kills him, this Joker gas comes out, and it basically rewrites Batman's DNA to make him the Joker. So basically turns Batman into the Joker. And uh, there's this demon god from the beginning of time that uses this Batman to be his avatar or whatever, and fucking... He takes... Uh, he puts some of the Joker gas and some of the Robins and makes them like his little, his little gargoyles. They're like crawling around, like got sharp teeth and shit. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool little comic book. Uh, it's probably one of the best villains they made since the Joker. I, I, I mean, the best new villain, yeah. The man who laughs. But it's, it, but it's basically just an alternate Bruce Wayne. I mean, that's what it is. And so not only, but they had different other Bruce Waynes. They had like a, a Bruce Wayne that turned into the Flash. A Bruce Wayne that became Cyborg, a Bruce Wayne that became uh, Wonder Man, uh, Bruce Wayne that became Aquawoman. It was, it was just a female Bruce Wayne. And uh, what's yeah. that? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> they had a Bruce Wayne that became uh, that became Doomsday. So pretty cool. I think they're really good. Like Wayne Doomsday, huh? Yeah. If you seen the commercials, if you see the commercial, it looks like we already lost. Like, like, like I was, Did you hear my podcast, Shane? Yeah, you said that it looked like uh, like Superman was like, all right, this is our chance. we got to go take it to him. And then they end up getting their ass kicked. And so now he wants to – I saw a, um, I saw a little behind the scenes, a little special about it. The artist – I guess somebody had did a like a 
a tattoo made out of kryptonite. And so that's what that green symbol is on Batman, Superman's chest. It's supposed to be tattooed. They're getting his powers, right? Yeah, so he can't use his powers. Like, he's still invulnerable, but he can't he can't access his strength or his full abilities because of that kryptonite. I, I want to see the part where they go, does Batman go, all right, I want to do this and that, this when we go take care of Batman, how does it sound? You know. Yeah. Like I said, like I said if Batman well, goes. I don't see him too much in there, so maybe he's one of the first ones that gets taken out. Maybe. I mean, that was, I think, uh, like I said, yeah, but Dark Doomsday would know that too. No, I got to take this guy out right here. He's the he's the main one right here. He's yeah. a tactician. But even then, even going to Dark, well, you know, that might well set it off. Oh, no, he's alive by then. But even then, like, if Superman needs to turn Batman, he's Batman. I need a plan. Can we all of our, for all of our listeners out there, Dark Side is basically like, the baddest, most powerful supervillain in DC Comics, maybe even comics. Period. It's it's basically Superman's main bad guy, and uh, you don't see him a whole lot of, outside of the cartoons and comic books. But he's like the number one bad guy for Superman. Uh, he didn't make it into the movie, so they talk about him in the movies, but he doesn't actually show up. It just they. I, well, they, he was going to, he was going to originally, but I guess the producers are like. Your movie's too long. People don't like it. People are complaining. You got to shorten this up, take it out, and make it fun. And then his that director, his, his daughter killed herself, and the reviews of the Batman vs Superman were bad. So they changed a lot of stuff. And they didn't they didn't play the long game like Marvel did. They didn't play yeah. the long stretch. No, they rushed it. They went they went way too hard into what they should have done. And I know we've talked about this before, but we're talking about the movie universes. They should have took Batman Begins. And they should have merged that with the Brandon Ruth Superman Returns. They should have had that be the first meetup. And then they could have actually competed with Marvel because it would have matched the timeline. Um, but they didn't do it that way. And the rest is history. Marvel won. And I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen now that they've finished all their first 10 years. Because um, nothing coming up to me looks super exciting. Maybe a little bit of Black Widow. But the rest of it looked kind of like, meh. So, okay, but on the DC side, you got uh, you know Wonder Woman, which I thought that looked cool. Um, the the director of Guardians of the Galaxy is now directing Suicide Squad. That one's all finished. You got the Black Adam, which is supposed to have the Rock play Black Adam. It's going to have Shazam, Superman, Hawkman, Doctor Fate. All of them are going to be in there, so that should be interesting. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I Hawk just read Batman. that. Hmm? Nothing. I just read that the um, the Batman and no, the the Ghostbuster reboot which is put on hold right now. They just hold they just yeah. put a hold well, on that for now. The coronavirus has put a lot on hold. Like uh, that Bloodshot movie that was in theaters. Like we we watched it. We were able to watch it through uh, on demand. But um, it was a good movie. wasn't wasn't great. wasn't bad. But it was good. Decent B plus. It's like an average action movie. But I'm not a fan of Bloodshot. I don't know that much about the character. I, I could see that comic book fans would be kind of pissed, though, because he does not wear the costume. Like, there's one scene where he gets the red circle in his chest and, like, his skin kind of glowing white, but it doesn't look like... In the comic book, he's always this pale white zombie with this red thing on his shirt. Did, did JDF make his own Bloodshot yeah, movie? Yeah. yeah, that film company he's with, Bat in the Sun. So, JDF is Jason David Frank. That's the original Green Ranger. Uh, he actually played Bloodshot in a uh, fan, well, in a in a, a low budget uh, movie. Full, it's full length too, you know. That's yeah, a feature film. I watched some of it. I didn't get all the way through because Sarah was doing something else. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, what I saw it was good. It looked like it was fun. It looked like a like they're you know how they do the videos where it's like Batman versus the Punisher or Predator versus Wolverine. They do a lot of those kind of movies. Well, this is a full length movie, but it's shot in that style, so it's it's like those movies, but full is he length. Trying to break into the movie business? Is he trying to make that leap? That director is. That's why they're doing the um, the Legend of the White Dragon or whatever that thing was, that fundraiser. Um, yeah, he's been trying to do movies for a long time. It's just, you know, he's a startup guy. And he started on YouTube. So he didn't go to some big director school or, you know, work with any of the big wigs. He's just, you know, trying to do his own thing. What about uh, Jason Dave Frank? Is he trying to make the jump to movies? Uh, I think he takes whatever work he can get. Yeah, he's he's still an MMA star, so he still fights. Does he has he fought recently? No, uh, not this year. No. Did he fought last year? Yeah, I think he had a fight last year. He was supposed to fight Justin uh, uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell, wasn't he? Wasn't he supposed to fight him? I don't know. Van Dam. He was supposed to fight Van Dam. Uh, we talked about that already on this show. Van Dam's. Like, yeah, we've talked about a lot of fucking shit on this show, Aaron. God damn it! I remember. <laughs> Why do you got to talk to me that way, man? What, what is this? <laughs> this hostility. <laughs> Hostile profile. I run the marathon to the very last mile. Now, I, I think the time. Like, well, by the way, Sean, I did like your promo for the uh, AWL, the, uh, the AW. Oh, the PO, the real PO? Yeah, yeah well, that, all this COVID shit's happened. They haven't shown any more videos since it started. That's the reason why you won't pick is COVID 19. That's the reason. <laughs> I'm not saying that's the reason. It just coincides. <laughs> it hasn't helped things. You can't bring no one on, though, that might be contaminated. You know, like, well, that's why they've got to do all these shows now. No audience, you know. Like, guys, I got in their pockets, you know. They showed, they showed four, I think four or five contestants that had entered. Um, but that was it. They haven't shown anybody else. I'm looking on their YouTube channel now to see if they've uploaded anything new. Um no, it's just a bunch of new entrances, some dark matches. Uh, all right, guys, I got to go. All right, this is uh, we, we've hit an hour. We're going to wrap oh. it up. Y'all stay safe. All right, you be careful out there now. Social distances and watch them hands. I know. And don't Aaron, more dogs. Aaron, wash your hands. Don't, don't kill any more dogs. I didn't kill them. <laughs> I would have saved some money. I was oh, thinking how you could do it, Shane. You could have like, there. You take like a bag and like put a zip tie around it. Would that be? I don't know. What the, I got the thirty-eight. I could have pumped a couple rounds, but I don't know. I don't think you could do it, Shane. You'd be like that that dramatic movie. <sighs> I can't do it. <laughs> Just run. Just run. Throwing them from a high bridge, you know, they might be able to walk away from that. I don't know how high up you'd have to be to make it a done deal. A big rock. How heavy is the rock? You were, you were going out far and gone. Just open the door. Just go. Just go. Give him the collars for those. No, you would have forgot the collars on him. Yeah, right. Hey, we're the dogs out like, oh, bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my baby. Yeah, sounds about right. Sorry, all right, man. We'll yeah. wrap this one up. <laughs> but, all right, sir. You have a good one. <laughs> all right, man. Later. We'll see y'all. Bye. Slaver still driving, still driven at the age of three, tooting around Coatesville, Pennsylvania, and you know when she's coming.
No mistaken, her 79 two-tone Coupe de Ville. But I think the story here is she's three, four next month, and she looks 25 years younger. Ms. Flamer, this shout-out's for you. Why do you call yourself a nigga? Nigga, 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 nigga. Because I'm a motherfucking nigga. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Now on the note of music, we aired some music just a few minutes ago and obviously, for those of you that heard it, it was the wrong music uh, that aired and we apologize for that. It was a terrible mistake and we're working very hard to make up for it. Back after a quick break.